Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Today's message is called, For Such a Time as This. I want to give you three different passages of Scripture. In the story of Esther, some of you might have read the story of Esther, the Bible says there's this, there's this big threat of annihilation for God's people as have been carried away captive into Babylon, into, into Babylon at the time. And they were at this place where they're at a divine crossroads. And it looks like, it looks like they're targeted and it looks like there's been a decree issued by the king, such and such a date, they're gonna be killed, wiped out. No more Jewish people, no more God's people. That's what the enemy wanted. And yet God had strategically placed a woman named Esther and she wasn't a pastor. She wasn't a five-fold ministry leader. She had become the new queen. And her uncle comes to her and lets her know that this threat is going on and says, look, we need, we believe that God wants you to do something. And he says this in verse 14 from the Amplified of Esther 4. For if you keep silent at this time, listen, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from elsewhere. In other words, God's gonna, God's gonna show up right now. Whether you show up or not, God has someone to back you up but we think you ought to do it. But you and your father's house will perish. Look, the cost is gonna be to you if you don't step up at this time. But God will step up and he'll find somebody. And who knows, he says, but that you have come to the kingdom, that you become the queen for such a time as this and for this very occasion. Powerful. God knew right when you were gonna be alive. God knew the exact generation that could handle adversity. Let's go on. In the New Testament church, after the stoning of Stephen in Acts the eighth chapter, the early church had gotten really used to having church. In fact, Acts chapter two said they were coming together every day. They were breaking bread. They were going to the temple and they're going from house to house. They'd gotten really good at having Jerusalem church. It was really powerful. But all of a sudden the Bible says, this guy Saul comes on the scene. And it says in verse three, as for Saul, He began to make havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore, listen, those who were scattered, everybody say scattered. Those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the gospel. Those who were dispersed, they just went everywhere and preached the gospel message anyway. Finally, James chapter one, verse two. Some of you know it by heart, but I wanna read from the Passion Translation. Really cool, verse two. My fellow believers, James writes, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. The greatest joy, what? The greatest joy that you can. Because in difficulties, look what it says, verse three. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power. Everybody say power. It stirs up power within you. Some of you know that as count it all joy or praise him in the midst of adversity. Can I tell you, anybody can praise God when they win an award or everything seems to be going great in their life. 
faith is rising up to praise God in the midst of unknown, uncertain times, knowing that you serve he who is certain. Let's pray together one more time. God, would you open the eyes of our heart and let your word go forth in power. We know, we don't guess, we know according to your word that when we're going through difficult circumstances, that it's an invaluable opportunity to have your power, your Holy Spirit power released within us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, whether you're in the room or in the house, everyone said, amen. True-ish. Wow. I know about you, I'm tired of the, I'm tired of the, the minute-by-minute updates of who got it. Who got, you know, oh, this star got it and this uh, person got it. I get it. I'm praying for those people. I'm praying for victims. It does matter. But let me tell you something. We don't need to trickle out fear. That's the enemy's plan in this time. Do you know that the, the uh, researchers tell us that we have over 30,000 thoughts each day? 30,000 thoughts. That's 31 waking, 31 thoughts going through your brain and mind every waking minute. And for some people, it's even more than that. That's the average. 31 thoughts. I mean, 31, the number reminds me of Baskin Robbins, but that's, that's another thought trying to come in. But the Bible says we got to capture those thoughts. How many realize we've been talking this whole month about capturing thoughts, pulling down strongholds, the prison of lies that we've believed? Today, we're not going to keep rehashing what's happening or restating the obvious. Any, anybody can do that right now. That's not why we're here. We're at church. We are the church. Nearly every single person in the world is being affected by this. So let's not keep rehashing nonsense. Here's the important thing. Your heavenly father wants you to surrender your discomfort, whatever it is, and see this time and season differently. The Bible says everything is a time. Everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. You and I have to get a better perspective, a new perspective. We have to look at it different. You see, throughout the Bible and world history, as I said last weekend, the enemy always overplays his hand. He can't help himself. And God's people rise up to the challenge. It is the devil's MO. That's who he is. He can't help himself but to go to, to bring destruction and then step beyond the line where somebody says, oh, wait a second, that's enough. No, 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 no. No, I've listened, I've watched, I've fed myself on words of darkness. No more. Here's what the Lord spoke to my heart. What the devil calls scattering, where we can't be here gathered together, the Lord calls distribution. In the early church, in the text, Acts chapter 8, verse 3, when every Christian home was under chaotic attack, the church spread out. They were used to meeting the temple, breaking bread, and they were used to being in Jerusalem. And God was saying, hey guys, you're, I'm calling you to missions and to nations and get beyond. And they're going, no, 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 we're just the Jewish people. We're just a, no, 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 we're, not, we're comfortable here. We're meeting at the temple. We're breaking bread house to house. And overnight... Their lives were changed and turned upside down as this one guy, a virus with a name, Saul, a human virus who, listen, 
This was a disease that was only after Christians, only after believers. Can you imagine if coronavirus was only affecting believers? But this is, this is the fear in these people. Their lives are turned upside down, they're uncomfortable, their lives are changed, and they're scattered. But here's the point. Every place they went became saturated with the word. I was, I was blown away this morning listening to our new opening to our service in the first few words. The church is not in the building. The church is wherever you are because you are the church. You don't just go to church. We, I get it. We call this, I'm going to church now. But ultimately, we've been saying for 30 years, did you believe it or you didn't? You better know it now because you have a ministry. You have a calling. The Bible says you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know what to do. You have God's power in you. And the Bible says that when it gets more difficult, when it gets more challenging, that's your moment where the power increases. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with the gifts of the Spirit? What are you going to do? Just hoard it upon yourself like you do toilet paper? Are you, going to, are you just going to consume it on you? Is it all, oh, what about me? What about me? That's not the church way. That's not Jesus' way. If Jesus had that attitude, never would have gone to the cross for us. Every place they went became saturated with the Word of God. The Bible says there arose a scattering because of Saul's threats. And they went everywhere preaching the word. People that had been meeting in a home were suddenly ministry. They were suddenly, instead of depending upon Pastor Peter, Apostle Peter, and all the fivefold guys around them, and these famous apostles that were there, instead of that, they said, wait a second, maybe God's power is on me. Maybe I'm supposed to do something. I can't, I, I can't stay here. I can't just keep gathering like I've been. I got no choice. So they went everywhere and they scattered across the four corners. The Bible says many of them wound up at Antioch. Some went to Turkey. Some went over. We know, that we know, from, we know from church history and world history, when I was in India years ago, they have a whole thing there where they honor the apostle Thomas. Remember Thomas? Remember, we, we call him Doubting Thomas? You know what they call him in India? Thank God, one of Jesus' personal disciples that he raised up came to India and shared the gospel. And that's why South India is filled with many Christians today. It's all in your attitude. Here's the truth. Let's be honest. We become too complacent about the power of God working in us, working for us, kind of working through us, but mostly in our comfortable lives in blessing for us. And God is saying, no, it's time to be the church. It's time to get some watch parties. It's time to get people together on Sunday. Listen, the, the president has asked for the next couple of weeks. Can we just follow the rules for a couple of weeks? We will be here. The church is going forward. Why? Because this is our time. This is, we were born for this stuff. Pastor Chris got a phone call. Uh, we got a phone call this week and Pastor Chris was on that party uh, that, 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 that uh, conference call for us yesterday with Senator Marco Rubio. He had a conference call to all the pastors in the state of Florida. The federal government, our senator, who we know uh, personal friends uh, uh, of his that said this man loves Jesus, that he's born again. 
And he reached out to all the church pastors to make sure, especially with the denominational guys, many of them are not prepared with how to stream, how to go have an online campus. And they're having to pick it up on the fly. They're having to find a way. God has prepared us. This is our moment. What are you, what are you crying about? It's time to go forward. Say go forward. The only way to go forward is to turn outward. Don't turn inward. If you, listen, if you, if you sit on, a, on the floor and cry, if you just want to complain about, oh no, I have to be with my, my family for, for the next two weeks. Oh my goodness. Let me just say this. If you're a married person, you chose your spouse. We didn't choose them, okay? You chose your spouse. If you're, if you're uncomfortable right now, Make the best of it. This is your moment to actually heal those wounds, to get the things back together, to, to use the moment to say, hey, say, wait a second, this is, this is the family that I chose. Hey, it, maybe it hasn't been like you, like you thought it was gonna be, but this, you are where you are. I hope you chose well, Grasshopper, because if you didn't, then I know, whatever, but I'm telling you, it's okay. It's okay. We like getting blessed at church, but God wants to mobilize his body, the body of Christ, the body of the anointed one, Jesus and his anointing. My friends, if the local church is called to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and we've said it a thousand times, we've kept his hands in our pockets inside the church. We kept his hands in our own pockets, inside the walls of a building, thinking, well, that's great. Our pastors will minister to us. Yes, we're here to minister to you, but we've been telling you for 30 years, you have a calling. You have an unction. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can talk to you. He can minister through you. This is the time to reach your friends and neighbors. Do you know people that may not, may not have come into this building may actually be excited to come to church in a few weeks when we can get back to, I, I hate to say the word normal, you know, I'm kind of realizing that this normal is overrated. Where I'm craving, my flesh is craving normal. I just want normal. I just want to get back synchronized with what I'm supposed to do. I just want to get back to normal. But let me tell you something. God doesn't want us to go back to normal. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's not trying to get us to go back to normal in a few weeks. He's trying to say something to us that changes us in the power of God. You have a ministry you are in ministry, whether you realize it or not, what are you doing with your ministry? What are you doing with the power of God in you? The power of the Holy Spirit, my friends, works in the world too. Sometimes maybe even better than in the church. Let me say that again. The power of the Holy Spirit works in the world too. Why? Because then say God so loved the church that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible says that God so loved the world. The world, the whole world. You're anointed to reach people around you that may have been closed off. And can I tell you, whenever we are able to have church in the next few weeks, we are going to, uh, aren't you gonna be thankful? Aren't you gonna appreciate it maybe in a different way? Just because we had the freedom didn't mean you, you even came sometimes. Now, now they're, you know, here's the thing. When they tell you you can't, Americans finally go, but I want to. At the end, we're going to receive an offering, and I'm going to tell you, you can't give. That's not true. 
I'm going to say it because maybe that makes you mad enough. What if the government said, no more giving to churches? Some of you would finally wake up and go, well, I'm going to do it because they said not to. That's America for you. The power of the Holy Spirit works in the world too. That's the story of Esther. Esther, Joseph, and Daniel were Old Testament voices, prophetic people that were just lovers of God. And they, had the, they went through this process, this hard process, each of them. And each of those times, the, 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 the people of God were threatened with annihilation. But God put those three people in the business world, in the government world, for such a time as this. I don't know where you work, but you're there for a reason, not just to get a paycheck anyway. Maybe you're gonna appreciate your job. I know I do. The gifts of the Holy Spirit thrive in these moments. Healing, deliverance, casting out of dark forces, I love Matthew, Matthew 10, verse 1 and verse 7 says this, And when Jesus had called his disciples to him, he gave them power. Somebody say power. He gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Verse 7 says he told them, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is here at hand. What am I saying? I love this. The church is the authorized distributor of the kingdom. The church is the authorized distributor of the kingdom of God. Everywhere we go, we carry it with us. Everywhere we go, we have the power of God waiting to work through us. The problem is if we don't ever access that, if we don't ever do anything with him, if we don't ever expect to allow him to work through us, then we're just another religious institution. You are the church. Don't be afraid. Fear has got you sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, but faith says, rise up. Listen, we got to have common sense. Faith is not void of wisdom. We need to use the, the common sense that the government's telling us to keep six feet away, uh, you know, social uh, distancing. I hate that word already. Social distancing. Can I tell you something? I'm craving just being able to see your face, just being able to greet you at the door, just being able to hug your neck. The church is the authorized distributor of the kingdom of God. You're a kingdom carrier. You're a kingdom carrier. Can I say this? The gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom, is more contagious than any virus in history. It's viral life instead of viral death. And that spreads every place we walk, every place we talk, every place we pray. It's not about you going and trying to be religious. It's not about you going and trying to preach or proclaim with some, I've got a verse for everybody at the office. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about everywhere you go, the gifts of the Spirit, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, understanding, the gifts of power, the, the gifts of healing. You're there when people need you and you're there in a way just to bring life to them and bring hope to them. God's presence in you. You're a, you're a carrier. If you're worried you're carrying a virus, I'm telling you, you're carrying something more powerful than that. You're carrying the power of the Holy Ghost. 
The power of the Holy Spirit is in you, working through you, and it spreads every place you walk. Every place you just show up and do what God says next, God shows up. And when they were distributed, instead of sitting there in Jerusalem, just having nice little, oh, isn't this fun? We're having church. Isn't this great? When they were scattered, the church rose up in power. The Bible says they were first called Christians or Christians, little anointed ones, little empowered of Jesus people. Right after this moment in that scripture, in our text today, the church rose up in power and began to change the world. Remember when Jesus said, Acts chapter one, they said, what's gonna be the promise of your coming? What are you gonna do? When are you gonna set up your government? Hey, what about this now? He said, time out. Said not for you know the day or the hour, but the Holy Spirit will come upon you and he will empower you to proclaim my message. Yes, in Jerusalem, but also in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And they heard that, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and formed a denomination between Acts chapter two and Acts chapter eight. They were already comfortable. My friends, adversity is where we thrive. Other people see the difference of how we handle pressure. I got something fun to show you. Uh, Ryan, come on up here. This is, uh, this is my little experiment. This is from, I, I can't take credit for this. This is from Cole Allen Kennedy. Uh, my oldest grandson, um, and I just, I'm gonna do a little experiment here, okay? And here's the, the experiment is this, that um, I've got a few elements here, and I wanna show you a demonstration, but I wanna say this to you. If you're suddenly finding yourself homeschooling, this counts for science class this week. So we're doing something even for the kids to enjoy, okay? So right now, you participate, get the kids around the TV, get the kids around the, your, your device, whatever. Now look at this. So in here, so it shows, let me, let, let's look at this, Ryan. We've got this, all I have is water with black pepper. Water with black pepper. Okay, boy, I hope this works, okay? It worked the other day when Cole did it, okay? So I'm gonna, this is powerful. So in here, this is black pepper filling a whole bunch of water. And um, if somebody that doesn't know Jesus or isn't moving in the power of God puts their, touches the darkness, look at that, nothing happens. See that? Nothing happens there. Now look at this, look at this. I wanna show you this is simple soap. It's just soap. If I put my finger and get it clean and carry the power of Jesus in my life, everywhere I go, watch this. This is just incredible what happens with the dirt. All that happens, look how it stepped back there. It just jumped back. It just jumped back. When the power of God is there, it just moves and jumps back. It wasn't as dramatic as it needed to be. I think we waited too long. But here's the deal. You got the power of God in you. All you have to do is show up. It doesn't, don't be nervous. What am I gonna say? The Bible, the Bible even says, don't be nervous about what you're gonna say when you have your day. Because the spirit of your father will speak through you. 
My friends, adversity is where we thrive. This is an awesome opportunity to, to get some life stuff in order these next couple of weeks. Get back to basics. So God is speaking to my heart. Pastor Samuel Rodriguez prophesied today that this moment is historic in the kingdom. Here's what he said. In our homes, the church being distributed is rebuilding the family altar of worship to Almighty God. It's being reset. If you've never worshiped together in your home, get used to it. Not because we're not gonna be able to have church in a few weeks, because we are in Jesus' name. We don't know when. No man knows the day or the hour when we're gonna have church here in the building. But we're having church right now, and every time, every day we're trying to get encouragements out on all the social media platforms. We're trying to just minister to you. Why? Because the church is alive and well and open for business. This is our moment. But you are the church. We're not, we're not just trying to babysit you. Now listen, if you're hurting, if you're in pain, if you're sick, if you test positive, whatever it is, we're, we wanna help you. If you need groceries, if you need help, we wanna be there for the single moms and for anybody that maybe has a job that you don't have any, you don't have any means of support for the next couple of weeks. I don't know. We wanna help. First of all, we're praying for you, but don't think that's nothing. We wanna help any way that we can. He said this, the power of Acts chapter two, Pentecost is coming into every house and every home this weekend where the kingdom of God is welcomed, where people are connecting with online campuses of churches all over the world. As spiritual authority structures are being reestablished, as moms and dads or single moms open their hearts to the Lord, repent for their spiritual complacency, maybe even in front of their kids, to their kids, and start praying over their own children, praying over their families, husbands and wives praying for each other, praying for grandma and grandpa. We've been talking a few weeks ago about the generations ministering to one another. This is our moment. God's love in your home. I'm almost done. What's the takeaway? Here's one of the cool things. What became of the root cause of all the scattering in Acts chapter eight? What became of Saul in the first place? Did it stop? Did the, did the, did the hauling off of Christians stop in short order? Yes, it did. We don't know how long. There's nothing that says it took a week or two weeks. But at whatever time, God began to work in the life of, of Saul. Jesus showed up in person and knocked Corona, I mean Saul, off of his high horse, blinded him by the light with his glory, and transformed him from a virus of death and destruction to a hero of the faith. And Saul became, as you know, the Apostle Paul who wound up writing nearly two-thirds of the New Testament and more about the power of the Holy Spirit than anybody else in history. And the gospel had been expanded victoriously from the gatherings in Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. What am I saying? You might feel isolated and depressed right now. And I'm sorry for that if you do. But God is turning this around. 
in order to find this turnaround, you've got you to find your destiny. You've got to find your purpose, find your anointing and push back the darkness. The Bible says the church went forward and grew through the experience. In fact, it went from addition to multiplication to exponential growth in all the nations where those people went because they stopped sitting in their church building and started becoming the church. The people experienced the power of the Holy Spirit firsthand and they were strengthened in every way. And I, my friends, you can be too. You have come to the kingdom of God for such a time as this because people are scared out of their wits. People are freaking out. People at the grocery store, this little old lady yesterday, I walked up, I was gonna to try to help her get something off the shelf and she, she was kind of hunched over anyway and she turned away from me real quick. She, she didn't wanna get close. And I just, I, I, I just, I was just trying to help. People are afraid. And maybe with good reason, but not us. To live is Christ, to die is gain. What are we afraid of? This is your moment to shine, to minister to everybody else around you. for such a time as this. Let's pray together right now. And as we pray, here's what I wanna do. Whoever's the authority in the room, wherever you are, wherever you are in your home or on vacation, maybe you're on spring break still, whatever, wherever you're watching this, whoever has the priestly authority of the home, if it's a mom, dad, and kids, dad, you're the priest of your home, whether you realize it or not, and you can't depend on the church to do everything you're supposed to do. I hate to say it like that, but I gotta tell you the truth. We're not talking true-ish this month, we're talking the truth. I want single moms. If it's your house, you're the authority. Grandma, grandpa, somebody staying with you, wonderful. Head of the house. God works through authority, through delegated authority. Right now, I want you, whoever has the authority, to stand up in the room, wherever you are, and I want you to stretch your hands. Maybe you're not touching everybody or hugging everybody right now, that's fine. I want you to stretch your hands toward the people around you, people under your covering, under your authority, because right now you are the church and you are the priest of the home. There's gonna be a move of God and it's gonna be in houses. The move of God is gonna begin in houses. And houses of fear can become houses of faith in one moment of repentance. And houses that are broken down can become repaired, restored, and standing up. Wherever you're hurting, married couple, maybe spoken words, words of hatred toward each other, this is a moment to repent. This is time to repent. Children, teenagers, you don't have it as bad as you think you do. If you've got parents that love you, even if they're trying to protect you, put rules on you, it's for your own good. One day, 
If you have children, you may understand. Right now, the authority of the home, stand up. I want you to pray with us for the people in that home. Right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everybody in that house, everybody in the room, everybody connected, everyone watching, everyone listening. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy the blessing of God as we sang earlier, the blessing to keep you, the blessing for God's face to shine upon you and give you peace. But that blessing is not just to consume on you. That blessing is to share that peace, to share that power, to share that anointing, to share that encouraging word with someone else. In the name of Jesus, we bless you and your household. We bless every child, every baby, every infant, every teenager, every young person. We bless you right now with life. We bless you with health. We bless you with the protection of Psalm 91 that says no plague shall even come near your house. We declare over every opening of every house, every doorway, every window way, we right now declare the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of the everlasting covenant over your house and over your household. And we say no evil shall get beyond that bloodline because the blood of Jesus consumes the darkness and cleanses it. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we release your power. Right now, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled fresh with the Holy Spirit. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you've never experienced that empowerment, my wife and I got filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Spirit, 1986, in our home, in the privacy of our own bedroom, watching Christian television late one night on Halloween night, 1986. Two small children in their rooms, asleep. And we experienced the power of God even though we had been in a denominational structure. And God began doing some things that he's still doing today. I say to my wife, we've never had a dull day since October 31st, 1986 because we became empowered. You know how you do that? You ask him. The only prerequisite, if you're born again. If Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, then you have a right to ask Jesus to baptize you, immerse you in the power of the Holy Spirit. You need that power at this time. And you need those gifts of power moving in you and through you in your home, on your job, when you're trying to slip in and out of the grocery store, whatever it is right now. Be blessed and be the church in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.